0: Welcome back to Our Heart Surrendered. My name is Sophie, and I'm one of the co-hosts of this podcast.
1: What is up, guys? My name is Addison, and I'm the other co-host of Our Heart Surrendered. Today, we are starting a brand new series, guys. We just wrapped up. Are like honestly, it's probably one of my favorite series yet. Um, we just went through the gospels and like a pretty intense, like, this is the context, this is kind of the audience, like that kind of vibe. It was great. If you haven't listened to them, you should check them out, especially if you're looking into just reading through the gospels. It'll be like a good base of knowledge before just to repair your hearts. the last time this year, every time I ask a question on Instagram about like favorite series, favorite episodes we've done, these episodes are mentioned. The last year, this time, like the whole month of February, the first week we did singleness, second week we did dating, third week we did engagement, and fourth week we did married. And we the interviewed a couple. Love. Yeah, it was the month of love. So we we're like, gosh, I guess we might as well do something about love. Sophie and I were singleness. Um, a couple named Weston and Madeline were dating. Logan and Aaron were engaged. They're married now. And Chase and Kendall were married. We love every single episode. Weston and Madeline's episode is like one of my all-time favorite episodes Guys, go listen to those episodes if you want to. They're so good and so full of like just incredible wisdom. We're so I still excited. We're not. To them. Yeah, I literally still listen to this singleness this episode constantly. Like I've listened to it two or three times since we recorded it. Um, point being, we're starting a new series. As much as we love that series, I'm so stoked for this um, kind of a different take. We're doing four different types of love over the next four weeks, and it's gonna be dope. Stick around for every week. Today's is eros um eros is how that is spelled eros it's a type of love um, that we're gonna define and kind of just touch on a little bit throughout this episode but first we're gonna do our word of the week um eros is like a fun like oh my gosh we could use eros for a wordle sorry that totally distracted me oh Um, you could eros it's only four letters though sorry
0: Also, you guys um we're gonna start calling the word of the week wow
1: yeah, but we're still going to say word of the week every week. <laughs> so it's time to say word wow. Of the week, wow. So if people say wow, I'll clarify by saying word of the week in case you forget. So we're not like, okay, it's time for the wow. And so he's like, yeah. So my week was trash. That's my wow. But wow. <laughs> there we go. So what was your word of the week slash wow? Okay, you guys,
0: I was thinking about this this morning, pre recording session, and I have an answer. Okay. And this is going to sound kind of sad. But stay with me because it's not okay. My word for this week was disappointing. Okay. <laughs> and you might be sitting here like, okay, Sophie, that's kind of Debbie Downer view. And I mean, I kind of guess it is, but a lot of expectations that I had this week um, were not met. And that's a good thing <laughs> because they didn't need to be met. And so I'm just learning how to not set expectations, which is important and um learning how to be flexible especially uh with all things college there's just a lot of variables and learning that it's okay like not everything is going to be perfect or not everything is going to be set in stone like there's just a lot of flexibility that needs to happen so um expectations were not met it's a good thing disappointing in a good healthy way what about you
1: That's really cool that you said that. I think my word of the week is just busy. Like it was just a really busy week. Um, like I just had something every day before school and every day after school. It's honestly kind of exhausting, but I was able to find a lot of rest in the Lord, and I wasn't. I honestly didn't feel too overwhelmed, which was kind of a nice change, <laughs> I guess. Because I usually like if I have stuff all the time, I tend to get really stressed um and they're definitely like Wednesday I walked into like our community group and everybody was like oh my gosh why is she stressed and like this because i just gotten out of a hard rehearsal like there were definitely hard times throughout the week where like emotions kind of consumed me a little bit but I was able to um not be consumed by them for the most part which is nice because that's kind of what I'm practicing um and just like clinging to the Lord and his steadfastness in this so yeah I'm what's up Sophie I was gonna say also on Wednesday
0: Addie was pretty tired and I like bombarded her with excitement <laughs> because I just got
1: my prom dress and I was like you want to see it and she was I was like, like oh hungry. my god <laughs> I guys okay I'll have to we'll just have to tell the story I got out of like this super long rehearsal for band and I walk into where we're eating dinner and I like still have my backpack on. I'm still wearing my scrubs from work. I put my backpack down. I get my wallet. I am like starving during this rehearsal. I was looking at the menu. I was looking at every food app on earth. I was like, Oh my gosh, I'm so hungry. Cause I just like, we went straight from school to the rehearsal and they didn't give us any food. So, and it was like a two and a half hour, two hour rehearsal. So I was starving. I was so hungry. And Sophie was so sweet. And she was just like, hi, it's so good to see you. And I was like, hey, good to see you. I put my backpack down and I'm like basically running to get into the line for food. And Sophie's like, Addie, guess what? And I'm like, what? She's like, I got my prom dress. Do you want to see it? And I was like, I would love to, but I'm about to die. I was like, I need to get food right now. And guys, something a fun fact about me is that I get really hangry and like it's really bad. It's so bad. Hungry Addy is just the best of us. It does. It really does. So I try not to let myself get to the point of hanger. And I like try to stay on top of like my eating. And it's just like, if I know I'm starting to get slightly hungry, I'll eat immediately because otherwise I just am so mean. And like my brother's always like, Addie, you don't have to get, you don't have to get mean when you're hungry. And I'm like, yes, I do. You don't understand. I am so hungry. It's not possible for me no, to be nice. I feel the like, same way. I just, so I, I can't control it. I, I, I empathize with you. And yes, so it's really
0: funny because you're like, I'm so hungry. And I was like, girl, I feel you. She's get like, some go, food.
1: go. <laughs> yeah. And her dress is beautiful. It was great. I got to see it like after that, after I was like, no, I don't want to see it. But yeah, Anyways. it is. So. story. Those are our wows our words of the week. Wow. Um, I feel like something about word of the week that I really like is I'm trying to expand my vocabulary. I've been playing a lot of wordle. If you guys don't know what wordle is, it is literally like the most fun little addicting. thing ever. It's so, so addicting. Addicting. I play it every single day. Um, and it's just a five letter word every single day. Um, I kind of mentioned it earlier when I was talking about arrows. Cause for a reason, like for a second there, I thought it was five letters, but it's only four. Um, but Eros is a new word. So we'll add it to your vocabulary. Sophie, will you tell us how you define Eros kind of love? Yeah.
0: So this website that we, um, are
1: using as a
0: guide defines it as sensual or romantic love. Um, it's love that is physical attraction, physical love, Then it goes on to say, love in the form of Eros seeks its own interest and satisfaction to possess the object of love. God is very clear in the Bible that Eros love is reserved for marriage promiscuity of all types was rampant in ancient Greek culture and was one of the obstacles the apostle Paul had to battle when planting churches in the eastern Mediterranean. Paul warned young believers against succumbing to immorality. So I, and then this is 1 Corinthians 7, 8 through 9. So I say to those who aren't married and to widows, it is better to stay unmarried just as I am, but if they can't control themselves. They should go ahead and marry. It's better to marry than to burn with lust. But within the boundary of marriage, heiress love is to be celebrated and enjoyed as a beautiful blessing from God. So this love, whenever uh, I was reading about it, I told Addie, I said, okay, Addie, this doesn't sound too good. Like if used in the wrong context, it sounds kind of um, like not dangerous. Actually, yeah, dangerous. Um, And it can I feel like it could get out of control really quick and I do like I think that's true and so we wanted to spend this episode talking about this type of love and talking about uh, a lot about relationships because this love kind of goes into like marriage and Then before marriage, there's engagement. Before engagement, there's dating. And before that, there's singleness. So there's a lot to talk about here, a lot to unpack. So we wanted to just start by um, just talking about what it said in that website that we believe um, that, like it said, eros love is something that God has given us and should be celebrated and used in marriage. Uh, And when used properly, it's something that can be glorifying to God but at the same time it can so easily not mm-hmm. be used that way and so I think that's kind of where we wanted to start is just talking about how this love can be used properly and how it can um be used improperly
1: yeah so eros love is um another website that I was kind of using as a It's a reference because Sophie and I don't know Eros love um, in the same context in which it's used. It's usually in the Bible. It's usually um, found in like Song of Solomon or in Song of Solomon is actually like a really good example of healthy Eros love, whereas um, there are unhealthy places mentioned where like sex and sexual immorality become an idol for certain communities, kind of what Sophie was hitting on with those Greeks kind of struggling with it. That is something that society, I mean, not society, well, I guess I, I don't know church specifically are i would say as a whole in 2022 the church does not talk about sexual immorality and all of the struggles that that encompasses nearly enough for a generation especially generation z who is constantly consuming media and things being so accessible like there's pornography there's masturbation there's like sexual malady in relationships there's like Just so many boundary issues where it's like, how far is too far? Am I pursuing purity Um, and all of these things? It's like, I'm not dressing modestly. There are so many parts of sexual immorality that just aren't talked about in the church. And it's so sad. And I think going off of that, like what you're saying, it's talked about so much in society.
0: It's talked about so much. in society. It's consumed our society. And it's like, if society is talking
1: about it so much, I feel like the church should be also talking about it. And as much as society is. Absolutely. That's why I like try to correct myself there. I was like, "Society he does talk about it." It's an, I I swear I cannot watch a show without there being a sex scene. And it's like, "I don't want to consume that. I don't want to put myself in a position." Okay, this is the easiest example I can think of. Remarkable Love, I believe, or Redeeming Love. What's a Redeeming Love? Redeeming Love. LOL. Redeeming Love is this like Christian movie, right? That's the beautiful story of Hosea, and it's great. But there's like I think there's like sex scenes. I don't know. I didn't watch it because ads like just somebody who is probably more susceptible to like temptations like that i just didn't want to put myself in a position and it's like um brie uh, gabrielle odom posted something that was like here's my hot take redeeming love should be rated r and i was like absolutely because i don't think that there are many places where it's like safe to go it's like i sometimes i can't even open tiktok without there being like um, like a couple kissing on my For You page. And I'm like, what are you doing? I didn't ask for this. I wanted to watch animal videos and whatnot. So it's just like, it's everywhere. It literally, it's a plague that is like taking over all, like every avenue that it can, because it's like something um, that is so so like quote-unquote satisfying for people when in reality you're not experiencing like let's say you're you're having sex outside of marriage right you're not experiencing sex because sex is holy and it is good in the confines of marriage outside of marriage you're just experiencing sin like that is a completely different thing and it's not nearly as special or as a spiritual connection as it should be right um and like another thing guys, (laughs) Oh, guys, <laughs> I'm like so passionate about this because I've seen it ruin so many lives and like so many people struggle with it. Um, It's just pornography. Like it is so accessible. All you have to do is look it up online and you can just find it. It's all over. It's on Twitter. It's on Instagram. It's on like specific websites engineered for it. And it's not illegal and there's no regulation of it. And there are like sex slaves like in it. And it's just so, so detrimental because it creates a literal dopamine release, which can cause an addiction to pornography in your mind. And it's a sin that's so hard to break free from, because once you see it, it's so different. And so many teenage boys struggle with it. Yes, for sure. But so many teenage girls struggle with it. And so many people from every age and every walk struggle with it. And it's not talked about at all. So a big passion of mine is obviously this is that Eros love is great. It is truly great, but it is so dangerous and you don't want to play with fire and that you need to be thinking about boundaries when you're in relationships, when you're in dating relationships, when you're engaged and then when you're in marriage, making sure that you're honoring your husband, you're honoring your wife um, and what you're watching, what you're saying, what you're doing. Right. It's so, so like, it's such a delicate subject. And when you're single, Guys, this is something Sophie and I are both single, right? We right now, our job is to guard our hearts, is to pursue holiness, to pursue the Lord, to pursue purity, even in singleness, even when we're not pursuing a boy or we're not pursuing a relationship, we can still pursue purity. We still have to like guard our hearts against sexual immorality and such. Yeah.
0: And I think something, something that I've learned recently is that in singleness, you are creating spiritual disciplines and practicing pursuing holiness because what like if you aren't doing that in singleness then when you get to dating it's going to be so much harder because if you aren't practicing it now when there is a lot of temptation and a lot of places a lot of feelings that come with dating it's so much harder if you haven't um, practice that, and if you haven't rooted yourself in the Lord, and I think that's what I want to talk about next is feelings. Like feelings are real, feelings are okay. Like it's okay to have feelings. Okay, God created feelings, but feelings should not control our lives and should not um, control our actions. Uh, this is a quote from Jonathan McCluta: "Feelings are real, but they're not always reliable." So going off of that feelings are real but they're not but and they're like okay to feel it's something god gave us uh and paul even said in the verse that we read like it's it, like if you're burning with passion like then it's better to like get married and to like glorify god than to like burn with passion and let those
1: feelings take over your life i guess yeah absolutely i think that's something that I have struggled with, and I know that like, I was talking to a friend about this, like literally today is that it is so nice to be liked. It is so nice to be loved. It's nice to be pursued. It is like, I love being loved and I love being affirmed. And I love when people want to be around me and want to pour into me and want to love me, especially boys. Right. Like, I think like, almost anybody you talk to if they're a girl they love that from boys if they're a boy they love that from girls and you're like you can't even call me boy crazy because i'm not right it's just like ugh, guys also never call anybody boy crazy that's just such a such a diss or girl crazy it's just such a diss i just don't like that not very um, kind it is not very kind and like that it kind of plays into this in a sense cuz it's like yeah. then you're shaming people for having feelings and yes there is a difference between like loving being loved and loving attention and like only seeking it out so that you can mislead people. And that's something that I might hit on a little bit later because that is just so, so rude. Um, anyways, to focus on what I'm saying is like, it's not a sin to love being loved. It's not, there's nothing sinful in that until you idolize that love. And until you kind of, um, there's this, like, there's this kind of like, I don't know. It's just a weird balance between knowing that. The love that I so desperately crave, well, maybe not desperately crave, but the love that I like and like being pursued and being admired and all of that. Like the Lord always does that for me all of the time. So much so that he literally sent his son to die for me. He was like, I love you so much and I want to be so close to you that like I will let my son die just for you. And like that is so undeserving. Like we did not deserve that in any sense. And that is the gospel and that's the ultimate love story. But That being said, it's not sinful for us to desire that until we idolize that over the love that's already there for us, right? Because that should be our firm foundation rather than any love that a boy or a girl gives you because that's going to fail you every single time. Like like my parents' marriage is incredible and they have failed each other. My future husband and I are going to hopefully have a great relationship that's rooted in Christ, but we will fail each other just like Sophie and I fail each other and just like you and your best friend fail each other, right? That's a normal thing. What's not normal is when you idolize love and that can be sinful. Another thing that can be sinful is having unclear intentions because that leads to hurt and pain. And as Christians, we're called to love others, right? And we're not called to hurt people. We're not called to be misleading. We're called to be intentional in how we spend our time and how we love others. So let this be convicting to you. If it needs to be convicting to you, if you are Snapchatting a boy or you're Snapchatting a girl with like unclear intentions and you were just leading them on and you know it, or maybe you don't know it, like analyze where you're at. And like, am I actually pursuing a relationship with this person that I'm flirting with? Or am I just flirting because it's fun because that is hurtful. And that is harmful to so many things in the future, because that can create trust issues that can create commitment issues. It can just create so much hurt. And we are not called as Christians to hurt. Right. Let me get off my soapbox because (laughs) that is my thing. But Sophie, what do you have to say?
0: Yeah, going off of that, I wanted to read a passage out of First Corinthians 13 that talks about love, and like Addy was saying, the greatest love story is God loving us. We are so undeserving, but he loves us anyways through that, and so I wanted to read this talking about love, and this is the kind of love that God shows us, and the kind of love we are to model to others, but... It's not, obviously we are sinners, so we are not going to get it perfectly and we're not called to be perfect, um, but this is the kind of love, like, that's, it it just makes me smile because it's, it's what everyone craves. And so it says, love is patient and kind. Love does not envy or boast, is not arrogant or rude. It does not insist on its own way, is not irritable or resentful. It does not rejoice at wrongdoing, but rejoices with the truth. Love bears all things, believes all things, hopes all things, endures all things. Love never ends. And so this passage uh, a lot of times convicts me because uh, whenever someone wrongs me or uh, hurts me like Addy was talking about or uh, maybe doesn't have the best intentions, my first response is to withhold love. But that is not what Jesus says ever when Jesus loves us through everything. Um there's so many times where he could have said, nope, we're done. She's wronged me. We're good. We're we're done here. Uh, but he doesn't. So that's something that has really convicted me lately is maybe you do feel wronged. Like maybe someone did hurt you in a past relationship or maybe someone, um, maybe you have hurt someone and that's okay. And you can uh, apologize and repent from that. But I just want to encourage you to Understand the way God loves us and then take that out to other people uh, and not to withhold love when someone wrongs you. And something else, this is doing a complete 180, okay? Bear with me here. Something else that I've seen a lot um, in our generation especially is this like hatred for singleness and this like burning desire to be in relationship with people and or not with people like to be in a relationship we're called to be in relationship in community like in deep community okay that's a different podcast different episode what I'm talking about here is there's this like longing and I've seen it I've seen it eat people up just this longing for a relationship and this idolizing of having a significant other kind of like what I was talking about because we crave um that kind of love and I think it's really sad when that does happen because I just like want to tell people when they say that like you are missing it like you're missing life right now and that's not something that you say someone who's single to try to make them feel better or because you feel sorry for them like you are missing what God's doing right now because you're trying to idolize something that isn't for you right now and so I think something that our generation needs to kind of learn is that singleness isn't bad. And I'm feel like a lot of times when people say that I get so frustrated. I've said that on the podcast before, but something that I've learned recently is that like, like Paul said, if you burn with passion, get married. And so like Paul was single, Jesus was single. Like they did crazy amount of work for the kingdom. I mean, Jesus is Lord, but Paul also did crazy amount of work for the kingdom and he didn't have a significant other And so I think there's this kind of idolization of a life that people want. And I think it's okay to have desires for the future and have desires for your life. I don't think that's a bad thing, but I think it becomes a problem when we can't, when we when all our decisions are being made based on this idolization and when all of our lives are focused on this desire for relationship because I think it's okay and I think it's good to desire a relationship. Like that's not something bad. So don't hear me say like you shouldn't desire a relationship. But it's it's one thing to want a relationship, but it's another thing when you're in a spot where that is your only concern, that's your only priority. Then if someone comes along Um, maybe they're, maybe they lead you in the wrong direction, but because you're craving that attention and love so much, you might not say that you might be blinded to that. And so you're never going to be content with other, like being in a relationship with other people, if you're not first content with the Lord, because like newsflash, there's no other love that's better than the Lord. So if you can't be enough in that, and if that's like, if you don't Find your satisfaction in that. Then, and I'm sorry, nothing else is gonna do it for you. And so, that's something that I've been really realizing in society and realizing, um, just in my own life, where I, there's room to grow in that that singleness. Like there, there's there's so much in there because, like, it's you and the Lord, and you're you're working, and there is so many great aspects of dating too. And you can reach so many different people when you're dating and you're in the season that you are to reach the people around you. And um, like if someone's in a dating relationship, they can reach different people that I can't reach. But where I'm at, I have a set of people around me that that I'm called to love. And I am really grateful for where I am right now because I can focus on my mission and I'm not distracted by anything. And I think that I'm not saying that relationships are a distraction, but I think for me right now, I might be distracted by that. So that's my tangent on singleness and not idolizing relationships.
1: Absolutely. And that is like such a convicting reminder um, in a sense, because it's just like, it's so easy when you're single. And like you're saying, like the media is so obsessed with relationships. I feel like I hardly ever see single people like, represented on social media and stuff like that it's like all the cute videos are of couples so it's just like being single is not wrong for some reason in our culture we kind of have this idea that being single is not our natural state when in reality like yes we were like don't get me wrong we were created to be in community but that doesn't mean we were created to be in marriage or we were created to like necessarily like not everybody's gonna get married and not everybody wants to get married and not everybody wants to be single forever. Like, it is totally normal. Like to just be in relationships, um, or to not be in relationships. If that makes sense. But you should.
0: You should also read the book called Outdated because. Yeah. Um, it gives some insight about, uh, dating and just the way our culture dates. Yeah. And how interesting it is and how new it is. So you should check it out. Absolutely.
1: It is so. It is such a good book. Honestly, like I. <sighs> I like got halfway through it and stopped. I need to pick it back up. Um, but the first half is great. Um, there's so much truth for in can't vouch the second it. half. Can't vouch for the second half, but the first half is great. Um, just like a few things that I learned from that book have like really taught me just like the realities of dating. Like one of them that really caught me off guard for some reason, like I didn't expect like it just seems like common sense now that I'm saying it. He said, this is written by J.P., he said you should not be dating until you are like getting married is reasonable for you like you shouldn't be dating in middle school it was essentially what he's saying like like unless like (laughs) as christians we're called to date with the intention of marriage right like unless you're gonna date for 12 years because you're like I, i i just For like for like sixth graders who start dating or eighth graders who start dating, it's just like you have a long time before it's a reasonable expectation for you to get married. And I'm not saying that every relationship is going to lead to marriage, but that should always be our goal, right? It would be disobedient for us to pursue a relationship in which we knew, like, oh, if I were to pursue a relationship right now, and I'm just like, oh, I'm gonna break up with this kid because I'm about to go to college, but it'll be fun for three months. Like that would be disobedient of me. If I was in a secular relationship. Cause you're dating to break up. You're just dating for heartbreak. If mm-hmm. I was in a secular relationship and neither of us were Christians, that would not be an issue, but because we're Christians and we're called to love, like an everlasting love and reflection of the father's love and in reflection of how the church is the bride of Christ. Right. Um, we're called to date with the intention of marriage. Right. And like, that is such a hard thing because it's like, if I started dating somebody my freshman year of high school, I ha- would have to last for eight years, right? And I, I would hope that if you're going to marry them eventually, that you could last for eight years because you have a lot longer in marriage. But point being, it's like, it's not. That's like if I were to get married like senior year of college or right out of my senior year of college. Um, so it's just like date within a realistic time frame. Like I don't want to date somebody for ten years before I get married to them, right? If that's what the Lord has in store for me, that's what the Lord has in store for me. But like ideally it would not be ideal for me to start dating somebody now or three years ago, because it's like, it's just not realistic for me to get married at this point in my life. Right. Um, Another thing was like, he was talking about the talking stage, which he was like, I never had a talking stage in my day and age. Like that wasn't a thing. And now it's just a common thing. Every time I try to explain it to adults, they look at me like I'm insane, which I kind of am. But like the talking stage is kind of just like, like it's normalized. It's normalized in in our generation. It's like, You're not official. You don't have titles, but you were like commitment. There's no commitment, but like you're essentially exclusive. Like if they were to date somebody else, it would hurt feelings. Um, And it's normalized. And honestly, I do like I kind of disagree with him. I feel like there should be kind of a talking stage. His argument was that you should be friends or you should be dating and there should be no in between. And I think that you should absolutely be friends with somebody before you start dating them and you should know them and you should know their friends and they should be known by their community. Um, And that being said, you have like their approval and whatnot. But I think there is like a portion where it's like, you're like going on dates and that can be considered the talking phase of like, you're getting to know them. Oh, do I want to be in a relationship with this person? But it should not last for six months. It should not last for eight months. It should not last for even probably a month. You should be willing. They should be willing. You should be willing to commit. Otherwise it's probably a red flag. And I have like absolutely been there where I'm like, oh, I don't want to commit. Like, I just want to talk to him and like continue to get to know him. And it was like really just procrastinating heartbreak.
0: Yeah, it's just going to lead to heartbreak. And something else that uh, the book talked about that really struck me is they were talking about, okay, you should date with the intention of marriage. Yes, you should. But not all relationships are going to lead to marriage. And that's okay. If you're dating to glorify God and you come to that realization like this isn't like I'm I don't really think that this is leading to marriage then the best and wisest thing to do is break up Mm -hmm. and something that he said in the book was you should you should leave someone better than you found them and I think that that is so it like goes against the grain of culture and it's so like counterintuitive because in our day and age like I've seen it so many times like a couple breaks up and then it's like they can't stand each other mm-hmm. and they it's this like picking sides and it's just messy and it just it's hard and it just leads to more heartbreak and I wonder how different culture would look if we all dated with that way and I'm not saying that there's not going to be any hurt or any heartbreak because um, dating's like dating is hard and feelings like are real and that's just it's just hard like breakups are hard but i wonder what it would look like if you genuinely like walked away feeling like you left someone better than you found them because um when you're like dating like a brother in christ or if you're a guy a sister in christ you should have that like in your mind like they are deeply loved and deeply known by christ just like i am and you shouldn't like seek out to destroy you know a relationship
1: you know yeah I don't know absolutely cool well I think that honestly kind of like heiress is a really tricky topic for Sophie and I but I think that it encompasses like singleness dating engagement and marriage all at the same time because it's like that temptation to like have that deep passionate desire. I guess in a way is just like a natural thing and it's not bad like we were created with that desire, right? It's yeah. not a sinful thing. It Where seemed, It becomes it's simple with
0: Adam and Eve. Like absolutely. God created Eve for Adam.
1: Yeah. So, I mean, I just like, it's hard. Like, I feel like just like baby Christians, young Christians, middle schoolers, high schools, like high schoolers, college students. It's just hard. It's really just hard because it's like, if you're single, it's like, oh my gosh, I just want to be in a relationship. I want to like, I want to be touched. I want to be loved. I want to be hugged. I want all these things. Um, I want to be in a relationship. When you're dating, you're like, "Oh, I just want to be close to my partner. I want to be intimate." And it's like, I know that it's only holy in the confines of marriage. When you're engaged, I cannot even imagine how high the temptation is because you're like about to get married. Um, And just in marriage, it's just honoring and glorifying the Lord um, and all the things you do, say, and watch and see, and all all of it. Um, It's just hard. And I think our culture, like society flaunts it and pushes it in your face all of the time and the church hides it and acts as if it's not something that's a gift from God and that's bad that's just bad like to be completely honest um and I hope that we can like at some point kind of fix the church in that sense where it's not an off-limit topic to talk about Eros kind of love you know what I mean But that's about it. So if if you want to pray us out, that'd be sick. Definitely.
0: Dear Lord, thank you for today. And thank you for the blessing of this podcast. Thank you for allowing Addie and I to sit down and talk about this. Um, We know that this topic is, there's a a lot to unpack. Um, And I pray that our words were glorifying to you. And I pray that um, they were used well um, to reflect your love and glorify you uh thank you for giving us feelings and thank you that um we can use them well to glorify you uh, and thank you just for the ways you're teaching us and helping us grow each day Uh, i pray for the listeners this week that you would be with them throughout their week and and help us all to live in wholehearted synergy to you more each day uh we love you we thank you please be with us throughout today and throughout this week.
1: And Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Amen. Thank you guys so much for listening. We love you guys. We are praying for you guys. If you want to, you can leave a rating and review um, on the platform that you're listening on. Hit up our Instagram. It's literally such a fun place. Um, I'm so biased because I run it and I don't run it very well. Last week, I literally posted to guys the past two weeks. I've posted wide angles and so it's like our feet is a little funky right now because it's like two wide angles back to back we have we did take a different photo today at church so it's not going to be a wide white angle it's pretty fine it's a decent photo um so that being said go check it out go see it uh interact with us that's pretty much all i have to say love you guys praying for y'all And if you want to, you can email us prayer requests. I do want to say that. And you can check out our blog, www.brokenvesselsblog.com. We post kind of a recap of everything we said here, because sometimes it's hard to follow. And I totally understand that. Go ahead and check that out. If you want it, it's short. It's like a four minute read, usually max, Uh, but that's about it. Let's strive to live in wholehearted surrender this week.